On this month's Double Times 5, Monsters Without Faces, the objects, clothing, household appliances and amorphous blobs that nonetheless can kill your ass. Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 32 of the Double Times 5 Horror Podcast. I'm Cliff Barnes and my fellow sentient objects this month are unexpectedly CJ Lines, as per schedule, Emily McQuaid and Luke Poulton, and special returning guest Phil Gerrard. Hello everyone. Hello. 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 Uh, wicked to have you back, Phil, and also to cover a subject that must be close to your heart or kidney. <laughs> what, killer things? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> uh, sort of killer things growing tell inside us the story you. Very, yeah, very, very quickly. So. Very, very quickly. Uh, I've been fat for 10 years trying to lose weight, couldn't work out why. Went to the doctors, found out I had a one stone cyst inside my stomach that had to be removed. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, one of these stuff wrapped around the Well, no, it's in my, in my abdomen. I had like a, yeah. a, I had like a, a cyst the size of, um, it was 30 centimetres across. So like a football. Oh, um, wow. Inside yeah. my, um, attached, to, attached yeah. to my kidney, um, which has been removed. And um, I've now got a scar, which is 42 centimetres long. So it's like from here right round. I look like I've been bitten by a shark. It's incredible. <laughs> It's but close. I'm also now bizarrely thin. Like oh, all of yeah, my, you would be. Uh, yeah, so I lost a stone overnight, so I can really Ooh. recommend it if you fancy it. As long as you survive, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's crack on with our highs and lows of the month. It's good to be back, I'll just say that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's good to have you back and uh, on your feet again. So, Phil, let's start with you, as we haven't heard from you in so long. What are your highs and lows? Um, for high, I'm going to go for Mandy. I've watched that recently. I know it's been out a while, but I quite like it. I quite like Nicolas Cage going completely bag shit. Um, the film itself is actually kind of kind of bad, but it is nice to see Nicolas Cage go completely mad, pouring vodka over himself and screaming in his pants. Um, I really, really <laughs> like seen, that. Have you seen Between Worlds? That's a uh, slightly more recent one that he goes completely batshit in and is better than Mandy. But I mean, I mean, it's cheaper than Mandy. It doesn't look as amazing, but Mandy is boring as, in, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I think that like, I think everything apart from Nicolas Cage just screaming is quite dull. But like Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. is perfect. Um, I watched yeah. Drive Angry as well. And that's oh, so thing, did I. Right? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Isn't it? It's just like, what the frick am I watching? I'm just watching a man <laughs> screaming, but it's great. Did My you watch it in 3D? Low- in 3D, yeah. I went yeah. around a friend's house who's got a 10-foot yeah. cinema screen in, um, oh, wow. in like a six-foot-wide room. So it was like I was in the film. Fucking <laughs> 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 terrifying. Yeah, I really love Drive Angry. I watched that a few weeks ago. In 3D. Uh, and my low light is Video Man. Oh, oh I like that. Oh. Yeah, me too. Why did you like Video Man? That was boring. Oh, I found it really sad and sweet. Mm. I, I don't know, oh, it touched that, me. It that touched sad me. and sweet equals boring, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's totally mismarketed. It's not, it's not a horror film. It's not a romp. Uh, the packaging makes no. it look like a romp. But, um, I, yeah, it's just like a Swedish melancholy drama, isn't it? Yeah. They sort of, I don't know if, um, if I sort of overthought it or anything, but it seemed to me like they were trying to sort of ape video nasty in the same way as Bavarian Sound Studio sort of apes Jallo, I suppose. Ooh. That they were trying to sort of ape that video nasty look and it kind of failed on every level. But then maybe they weren't trying to do that, but that's what it felt like they were trying to do to me. I don't know. But it's just very Well, it's a, it's, a homage, it's a homage of sorts. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. That's good. Emily. My high, I only got to see two movies at Fright Fest this year, but they're both in here. My high was Satanic Panic. I thought that was a lot of fun. Hey. 
it was kind of like a sort of um, a sitcom with gore. Um, and yeah, really, really enjoyed that. And my low was the remake of Rabid, not because it's bad, but because I don't think they did enough interesting stuff with it. Mm, CJ, you saw Rabid. I did see Rabid. Uh, they didn't really do anything except say, hey, look at this film that we've watched. It's just reference, 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 endless reference, uh, and nothing else. Yeah, there was the sort of family guy approach of, hey, let's just go, hey, remember yeah. that thing that you like? This is it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. a bit disappointing. Luke, you saw it as well, yeah? Yeah, I didn't like it either. Uh, okay. Nah. Cool. Right. Uh, CJ, now, obviously, we recorded our bonus episode last night, so Satanic Panic was your high from Fright Fest. Hey. Hey. Um, Have you got a new set of highs and lows for today? Yeah, or? go on, I'll, uh, I'll try. Since Sammy's uh, already said to Tank Panic, which is fucking brilliant, by the way, um, yeah. my my other favourite at Fright Fest was Girl on the Third Floor, uh, which is a really cool take on the haunted house genre uh, with an oozy house with some dark secrets. Uh, there's a lot of slime. Uh, it's just a really, really cool film. Uh, this stuck in my head as well afterwards, which a lot of them didn't. Uh, whereas that one mm-hmm. kind of got under my skin, so that was that was really good. Uh, yesterday on the special episode, I said that my low was Tales from the Lodge, uh, which it still is. But since I already said that, I'm going to go with Come to Daddy as my second lowest of Fright Fest, uh, which isn't even a horror film. Don't know why that was opening the festival. Just a very juvenile comedy crime caper. But I said caper. It's, it's like it's a caper in slow motion because it's juvenile but also really slow and dull. So, yeah, I hated Come to Daddy. So that's my life. Is it written by Jim Hoskin, who did The Greasy Strangler? It is, yeah. I haven't seen Greasy Strangler, but from what I've heard, it's you possibly more it. of the same. So, yeah. I didn't like Greasy Strangler. I didn't understand what the hype was about, really. What did you think of Come to Daddy, Luke? Uh, like, I find the opening of it incredibly boring and slow, yeah. Uh, and there's some fun moments where it tries to go really crazy uh but it's michael smiley's character which is it's like a character from the grease strangle they've tried to do the whole looking a bit disgusting again but it just it seems a bit odd the way they try and be gross out but it doesn't really Mm. work um but i I still i still enjoyed enjoyed it but i don't think it was the best opener they've picked to have at fright fest so what are your highs and lows from fright fest uh my highs my high is going to be bloodline with uh sean williams scott uh, who plays Stiffer in American Pie normally? But oh, I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say Sean Williamson who played Barry in EastEnders. That, <laughs> that would be amazing. I oh, what could have been Dreamcast? That would be a very different film. Of, of, yeah, if it was him in this, but it's him playing a, a serial killer and a family man. But it's a family man by day, serial killer at night. Um, but... This seems made for, um, for thingy from EastEnders, Barry from EastEnders. Yeah. It would be amazing to watch a horror film where Barry from EastEnders was a serial killer at night and a family man during day. I would watch that. Yeah, totally. I would watch that. I would work as a sitcom as well. I would, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a level in which it wouldn't work. <laughs> um, and Luke, your low. My low is um, it's going to be Mary, which is Gary Oldman and Emily Mortimer, uh, directed by Michael Goy, who's done a lot of. American Horror Story and uh, Scream the TV series, but it's him directing another movie now after not doing one for a while. It's about them getting a, buy, a, a buying a boat at an auction, but the boat is haunted, and it felt like a film from the <laughs> 90s with horrible jump scares and bad effects, and Gary Oldman having an American accent, but it keep on breaking the whole time, and Emily Mortimer just talking her American accent and then just dropping it partway through the film, and 
screaming and it it was it was horrible. It's yeah, really really bad. They, they should have got Sean Williamson in for that. <laughs> um, and my well, what should I go with? My high um, is Oily Maniac, a rewatch of that. Oh, um, brilliant from 1976 Hong Kong film. Um, yeah, it's about a guy who's crippled with polio who discovers a black magic spell that makes him turn into an oily supervillain and, and uh, tra- being able to travel around in the form of an oil slick whilst uh, John Williams' team from Jaws plays. It is fucking brilliant. It's that just- sounds amazing. It's so it's good. Explo- it's it's so total good. exploitation trash. It's <laughs> if you've not if you've not seen it, just after this, just take some time to Google images from it, and that yeah. alone <laughs> will just show you how amazing it is. Okay. And I want to know, funnily enough, if um, if Jim Hoskin considers Greasy, the Greasy Strangler to be a sort of unofficial remake of Oily Maniac, because <laughs> I mean yeah. they're, they're very similar in some ways. Uh, my low is uh, something called Between the Darkness, aka Come Said the Night, which um, is new. It's on Prime. I got sent the screener of it to review by the uh, distributors or the producers or whatever. They're not going to use my one star review where I basically uh, all but accused the director of. No, I'm not going to say the director's a paedophile. I just say the film makes him look like, <laughs> look like a paedophile. <laughs> Please tell me Make it was a one-star, one-word review, and that one word was... <laughs> <laughs> said pedo. <laughs> yeah, pedo. It's in inverted it's commas, about, so you can't be sued. It's about a bloke who um, he's brought his uh, children up to believe in Greek mythology for some reason. Um, he moves them out to the forest somewhere in America, and um, there's a lot of stuff about the the young 13-year-old girls coming of age. Lot, uh, too many scenes of her writhing around in bed, either having a nightmare or a good time. So, mm. you know, it's, it's a bit grim, um, and it's fucking shit as well. Anyway, that's Between the Darkness. Uh, so they are our highs and lows. Now it's time for this month's theme, and it's all about things. So on our last three episodes, we've begun with a true classic as our first feature. We've had Gremlins, The Thing, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This month, our first feature is something a bit different. From 1991, it's Nicholas Jacobs' The Refrigerator. (laughs) And it's such a classy film that for the first time in DX5 history, I haven't been able to find a trailer for one of our features. (laughs) So moving on to the plot summary, uh, loved up newlywed Steve and Eileen moved to a dirt cheap apartment in Manhattan. But the old fridge that comes with it causes hallucinations, personality changes, and also occasionally eats people. So, no trailer. Uh, CJ, you being a last-minute substitute for Brian, he hasn't, uh, you haven't watched this in 12 years. On top of everything else, we're on a strict time limit tonight. <laughs> so, what can we possibly say about the refrigerator? How can we fill a few it's, minutes talking about this? It's shit? a masterpiece. I quite oh, like it. Masterpiece of... <laughs> Just uh, the melon scene is... is cinematic gold is that where she says this is the button you have to press to... Uh, yeah the mum's like let me fill those melons <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah still not even the best line the best line is when he shoots up in bed and goes I am the waffle maker <laughs> oh, that is, no, that's the best line yeah um, do you want to clarify what you mean by shoots up in bed? Because that's got three lines. <laughs> <laughs> John, John Spencer penis explosion again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no heroin, no ejaculation, just a very sudden movement. Uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, it's a it's a weird little movie, isn't it? Like um, it's rubbish. 
He chose it's this. Absolutely awful, I, I was yeah. I was the one that I said mean... yeah to have it as our feature. Because yeah. <laughs> I'd already seen it one one time before, and I had to watch it again this time. And I was like, "This is still absolutely terrible." Why did I say <laughs> yes to this? And I haven't done I haven't done this podcast for what a year, six months, or something. And in yeah. the time that I've not been here, you've done some proper classics. And I looked at what you're doing yes. next time, aren't you? You're doing like Society <laughs> next time, and, yeah. and I fucking watched. I watched. I, 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 I fucking watched The Refrigerator twice. I've only seen The Godfather Part 2 once. Absolute dog shit. <laughs> the second time I watched it, um, I watched yeah. it, like, you know, on on, um, on YouTube, you can speed it up so you can watch them quick, right? You can yeah. do it on, like, double time. Just so I could get through it to remind myself what happens in it. Um, and the other thing I noticed is, you know, like, the South American guy, that just makes him speak at the right speed. Oh, <laughs> right. <that> guy. <laughs> He's he's the slowest talker there's ever been, um, so I think he's basically just he's just on the wrong speed throughout that thing. That'll really help you out, I think. Uh, there's so much so filler in it. Shit. Basically, nothing happens for ages, and it's just like you know that Eileen walking around Broadway and a bit of travelogue oh, stuff, just and then <laughs> it's just like it, the, the 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 plumber doing that flamenco dance for no it's, reason. It's just, and, oh, I love the flamenco He was in a more fu- he looked like he'd come in from a more fun movie. He was yeah, he's he was the best thing in it. What I found ironic about the Eileen character is that she's a like wannabe actor, um, and <laughs> this film is absolutely full of wannabe actors. Isn't no. it? Who, yeah. They they would have just been in anything. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever script came along, they're like, yeah, I'll do it. If I get paid, I'll do it. I wasn't sure if they were actually actors or if it was just a kind of a, right, I'm going to make a stupid film with my mates kind of scenario. So I, I feel, like, feel like that right? there's hunger there, you know. The the actors they they all feel like they really want to be on the screen. Um they've got kind mm. of a theatrical feel to them, like they've maybe come from the stage world rather than the film world. But Yeah, I'll give you that, yeah. Maybe yeah, it's kind yeah, of like possibly. stage world and they're trying to get into like a daytime soap opera yeah. or something and it's got that kind of weird delivery. Certainly the um the the husband his kind of weird delivery is kind of Yeah. But I love that. I, I enjoy it. I can't. I can't explain why, but I enjoy that about this film. There's that bit where Eileen finds Chosen's a fridge, and there's like some body parts in it, and then it cuts to her telling her husband Steve, uh, "We need to get rid of the fridge." Nothing about call the police. There's some body parts. <laughs> yeah, just feel weird in the flat for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> just feel uncomfortable in the flat. Maybe she was just thinking, oh, we don't know New York. This must happen here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they do live in the most dog shit neighbourhood in the whole of that city, don't they? It looks, they I mean, do, the, the, yeah. I, I quite like the sort of the, the going up the stairs and just everybody being horrific on the stairs all the whole yes. time, just yeah. horrific, mm. shooting up, arguing, screaming at each other. Um, that's yeah, that's shooting like, up so you... heroin, not just bolting up, <laughs> right? Just, exactly. For the clarification of anyone who's not seen the Not film. shooting up in bed or indeed <laughs> penises. Yeah. Um, I really like this, the scene where they're having an argument in the, um, like the the convenience store and there's two old guys who work in there that clearly they've just like brought a camera into a shop and gone, can we film in here? And the two old men both have the giggles and it's the most delightful thing. Because they're trying to sort of, they probably went, no, just just act natural. And then there's this couple pretending to have an argument that's really stagey, and these old men are like, brilliant. Right. Look at this, we're in a movie, we're going to be famous. This is hilarious. I think you've actually just nailed what I like about the film, is that there's just a niceness to it. Like, you get Mm. the impression its heart's in the right place, even though it's, you know, scuzzy and trashy and stupid, but... 
I don't know. I couldn't hate it. They're not taking themselves too seriously, are they? It would be yeah. awful if they were doing that and taking it super serious. That would be mm-hmm. horrific because it is yeah. a film about a fridge who eats people. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a, a long wait until you get to the one good scene, yeah. which is where where someone gets killed by not even by the fridge, but gets leg eaten off by a pedal bin, <laughs> and then his face <laughs> yeah. mashed, and then his face mashed off by some fans. And also, who the fuck is he? He's not even a character. For some <laughs> random yeah, like wonders in. Oh, yeah, he's flat. like he's <laughs> like just, just stood behind her. <laughs> He's like a guy in Star Trek who's just in the red uniform, just there to be yeah. eaten. Well, that's how he got like, there. This is my friend in. Terry. Don't get too attached to Terry. Um, I wonder if he. I wonder if he's like a bloke with uh, one leg who they said, "Oh, we'll get you in for this scene. You can have your leg. We'll give you a fake leg. We'll yeah, have yeah. it bitten off by a pedal." Probably. <laughs> It'd be better that way round, unless he was an, an actor specifically who had one leg, and he's like, "Oh, what's my character? Oh, my guy gets my leg eaten again, aren't I?" <laughs> I just really feel like at this time I could really branch out. You get your leg eaten, Terry. Just fucking sit down because you look tired. Um, what's the relationship with the mother as well? Like, did she try and... Ki- what were the weird flashbacks where she tries... She's like knifing herself or something. Because it's those those bits are sort of genuinely dark. Am I thinking of the right film? Yeah, I you are. Yeah. The, um, the, the mum, I don't know what's going on with her. But again, she seems to be from another movie, which is extremely... Yeah. You know, it, it, on a different level of fucked up. But yeah, I don't really know yeah. what she saw. It was kind of like a very, very yeah. old dramatic suicide attempt with like a big knife kind of, you know, it's very strange. And then, um, and then the reconciliation at the end is just... Oh, I'll go out and buy some cleaning materials. And she's like, oh, wicked. Now we're friends again. It's a very, yeah. very strange thing that they've tried to elbow. One in. thing I did appreciate about it is that I noticed there's four editors credited. It was made over four <laughs> years. And you can tell that at least one of the editors made a good effort to cut it down to the bone just to make this shit get over with as quickly as possible. <laughs> Do you know if they ever did anything else? Have they ever done a follow up or like there's no refrigerator part two, right? The director, Nicholas Jacobs, changed his name to Tony Jacobs uh, before he made another film uh, in 2004, which yeah. is a comedy about... Uh, it's a black exploitation comedy, I think. Um, anyway, okay. we yeah. don't have much time tonight, so shall we move on? Um, much as I'd love to talk about the refrigerator for half a fucking hour. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, so I have watched 14 films in preparation for this episode, and the tally Christ. is... Two Possessed Beds, One Haunted Vehicle, Two Cursed Dresses, Two Killer Machines, One Domestic and One Industrial, Two Rubber Items of Doom, Two Lots of Uncontrollable Hair, and Three Dubious Viscous Substances. Um, So I don't know how much of this we're going to be able to get through in the time we've got, but should we start with The Possessed Beds? So um, the oldest film I watched for this is Deathbed, The Bed That Eats from 1977, which I think is great. Yeah, I, really I, I love this. Yeah. I loved how fucking weird it was. It was like proper kind of like, yeah. oh, yeah, and there's there's a man in a painting. Oh, it's the famous Victorian painter who always puts a cock in his paintings, Audrey Beardsley. Yeah, it's Audrey Beardsley, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so weird and it's so... And it, my, my, I think my favourite scene was the skeleton hands. Oh, yeah, yeah like we're just... Oh, it's that, like they're just. <laughs> he yeah, yeah, yeah. Like gets his hand caught in the bed, and it just yeah. eats yeah. the skin off his hand. He's sitting there all despondent, and he kind of goes yeah. Oh, yeah. like that, like fans his hands out with his skeleton hands. It's amazing. <laughs> when he goes, when he goes, no, oh, now the cartilage is going as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the cartilage is the least of your worries. And it's so yeah, weird that like. It, like the business with the guy and the Aubrey Beardsley in the painting and all this yeah. monologue and everything it makes it sound like it's classy but then it's 
got all this kind of bed burping and having to have Pepto-Bismol. And... There was a lot of that in like 70s exploitation. I think that's why I'm such a fan of it as a genre and a period, because you had these guys who were really highbrow, uh, often coming from, again, the theatre world, who were sort of failed artists and they were just making these movies because they would make a buck. Uh, and you just get some really interesting, weird shit, uh, mm. like Deathbird. Mm. There's something sort of Edgar Allan Poe-y about it, isn't there? Like a sort of, uh, it's like an Edgar Allan Poe reject story in some way. Mm. It's sort of got this mm. weird Englishness to it, even though it's sort of, it is American, isn't it? Yeah, it's American. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Even yeah. though it's got yeah, the okay. presumably English actor who's doing the, uh, Welsh. the voiceover. Welsh. Is he Welsh? Okay. Right. Is he Welsh? I've been in this painting for so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine if he sounded like Ruth Maddock from Heidi High. <laughs> it's having a go at the bed ding, I can't ding, do ding. hello death bedders <laughs> um, yeah so has anyone seen the 2002 film it's not a remake but it's also called Deathbed. yes it's oh, fucking yeah. awful yeah it's terrible yeah <laughs> the only thing that's notable about that is I was watching it on YouTube because um, I'm not going to pay to watch that frankly um, and they, it had the kind of weird computerised subtitles and there's the scene where you've got um, is it Martin Sheen's brother who's playing the sort of like slightly rough around the yeah. edges landlord? He yeah, was like, is it Yeah, Joseph there's a festivus. Is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it, he goes, um, Oh, there's the room upstairs, but I don't have a key for it. And the subtitle said, I don't have a key fart. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh for quite a long time. Um, but beyond that, no, it's, it's bollocks. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a horror film that's written by someone who's only only knows how to write porn. Mm. So, oh, what does this what does this cursed bed do? Oh, it makes her horny. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> you know. But the uh, the husband in it, his job is to film um, adverts for a bed com for a mattress company. Mm-hmm. Um, before they had podcast adverts for mattresses, they had to actually film them with, <laughs> with cameras and that and. It, those adverts are so grim. Why oh, are they no. all done on bare mattresses? They haven't even bothered to buy any, get any bedding. And, Sheets, yeah. yeah it's it's very so strange. Grim. So uh, Haunted Vehicles was the next thing. So a uh, couple, of, couple of new ones, actually. The Toy Box. I know you've seen that, Luke. Oh, yeah. Uh, another masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about a killer RV. Oh. A possessed RV. Possessed by, I think, one of the characters from Guess Who. Um, possibly with the bomber from Airplane 2. He's a sleazy looking bloke, isn't he? The, uh... I quite liked it. Um, it's about a haunted, sentient mobile home. Denise Richards is in it. And haunted, sentient and mobile. Only the first of those three adjectives applies to her Botoxy face. <laughs> and then I realised that Botoxy is an anagram of toy box. Oh, oh, wow. Mind oh. blown. Yeah. <laughs> did you have to wait in for something? Why did you? Did what? <laughs> it just seems like you didn't have much on if you came up with them, um, find out that that was an anagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I play countdown every time I write, write a word down. I give myself 30 <laughs> seconds to come up with as many longest words as possible. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it's shit, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's like when it's it's a mess, and everyone, the the acting is horrible. When that couple's young daughter gets run over by the by the RV, they just get on with their day, don't they? Really, don't even care. (laughs) It's so weird. 
they get a bit angry go oh I can't believe I can't believe our daughter got run over and killed <laughs> ah and then they go well it's, anyway. ha- it's, it's happened now let's, let's <laughs> where are off. we going we're going to this uh, yeah. <laughs> so bad so bad I mean it's it's alright it is it, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it but it, yeah Alfred from Guess Who that's who the guy who's haunting the RV looks like so look him up he's the the ginger guy with the droopy tash <laughs> um also something that played at fright fest the drone you watched yeah yeah, uh it's it's good that it didn't take itself seriously it's a really fun ridiculous film that knows that it's knows exactly what it's doing and knows how to be silly and it's just a lot of fun is it about haunted drone yeah it's about a it starts out with that it's a guy who's been a peeping tom with a drone and then the police go after him and then he gets transferred inside the drone and then oh wow it's hunting wow. down it's pretty much a better version of this year's child's play right i'd, wow. I'd say okay cool yeah cuz it, it can take cuz they've got a smart house as well and it can start taking over stuff in the house so it's yeah it's it's pretty fun yeah that sounds cool mm-hmm. um so next category is cursed dresses um so, well, CJ, your most hated film of the year, probably in oh, Southwick. You know what? It's, now. it's been a long week, and I'm not yeah. sure I've got the energy to <laughs> just lay into in fabric. I don't, I don't even want to think about it again. I fucking hated it. I, really? I didn't, I didn't like just, it either. Good, Did thank you, you. I'm glad there's someone else. It was just Peter Strickland wanking for hours over the 70s. <laughs> just like, oh, oh, analogue phones. Oh, oh, grubby wallpaper. Oh, plumbing. Well, it's, it's set, in the, set in the early 90s, not the 70s. Yeah, but, but, um, but, everything, but I, it, everything in it was just like a BBC play for today from the, the 70s, which he obviously loves. Um, yeah, but but I love the way that like it, it keeps switching from that to like a kind of jalo pastiche. So oh. even within... Even within within the scenes in the supermarket the department store where um you know one one camera angle it looks like Suspiria then reverse shot and it looks like a fucking dreary uh, British drama yeah I love which, that which would be nice if it was like a tv advert or something but but for two hours what does it mean what's the point? oh I love it it's, <laughs> oh, it's great it's like it's it's, it's sort of set in its own kind of um, weird world that's kind of not quite any particular era, and some of it's funny, some of it's weird, and yeah, I mean, I it's like just like Peter throw Strickland a bunch of stuff, stuff in a bag and shake it about. And but what a beautiful well, bag it is, though! <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> Things I never thought I'd say when I got up this morning. Oh, what a beautiful bag it is! Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Really, really loved it. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so weird. It's so so unique, and yeah. it's 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 lovely and beautiful and it's, and it's funny really and, funny as well and also quite yeah. disturbing and fucked up and you know what would yeah. you want I, I think it's a shame that um, he wanted it to be a three story anthology but only had the budget to do two stories so I'd love to see what the third story would have been but um, you know it is what it is and I love it mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and a lot of uh, reviews of Infabric uh, referenced I'm Dangerous Tonight, which was Toby Hooper's TV movie from 1990, also about a haunted red dress. Mm. Has, who's seen mm. that? I saw it back in, back in the olden days with Anthony Perkins, isn't it? In, yeah. in yes, it's got yeah. a great cast. Matron Amick, Anthony yeah. Perkins, Ali Ermey, Dee Wallace. I mean, so the, they, it, it's not awful because they're in it, but other than the fact it's well acted, 
it's pretty awful. It's just really badly paced and you think something cool and fun or, or even just slightly campy and ridiculous is going to happen and it doesn't quite get there. It's a bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. No, it's um, restrained by the fact that it was made for TV, I think, as yeah. well. So mm-hmm. there's a lot, a lot of women walking around in, in sexy underwear, but not a lot else for, as far as <laughs> thrills go. The dress is quite nice, though. Yeah, the dress is something that she finds in a costume box at the theatre for some um, theatrical production that is then never mentioned again. When she finds it, it's just a it's a burial shroud, isn't it? Like an incomplete yeah, like burial yeah. shroud. And then she makes yeah, the dress. Wow, I'd yeah. forgotten that. I, I mean, that's a cool idea, like taking the old haunted burial ground but making it a burial shroud and then you yeah. turn it into a dress. Mm. It's Turning a it into a dress, dress like that, that makes cool, some people yeah. murderers, but in her case it just makes her do slightly sexy dancing. Yeah. That's basically I mean, how it this, works, yeah. Actually, do you know, you're making me want to watch this again. This sounds great. It's not very good. I, I, I was very really good, excited no. to see it. It's not very good at all. Um, funnily enough, if we move on to Killer Machines, uh, Toby Hooper crops up again with The Mangler, his Stephen King ad- adaptation. Uh, yeah, now you are shaking your head like a good one, CJ. I'm shaking my head not not to do with the Mangler because I can't remember anything about the Mangler. I'm shaking my head because you've given me a terrible, terrible flashback of the Mangler 2. <laughs> which i which think on episode is, five. it's definitely down there with the worst films we've ever covered on this podcast <laughs> I, I liked it by the end but um yeah that's that's episode five if you want to go back and hear what which is not about a uh uh well, it's about computer virus isn't it rather mm. than object yeah the but anyway is yeah, a virus phil were you going to say something about the mangler well i, I didn't rewatch watch it for this i watched it years ago and i remember it being pretty bad right it's got mm. um Oh, who's the guy it's got? Who's in Robert it? Robert England. Robert England. Yeah, it's got it. Robert England in it, hasn't it? And um, so I kind of thought it was going to be good, but all I can really remember it's just like a big mangle, isn't it? And just a big mangle. It's not enough uh, really for a horror film. Not even Tobe Hooper would do a film. Well, the, the, <laughs> just the short about story that mangle. it's based on is very much a kind of a sort of police procedural piss take, and it's it's meant to be stupid and funny, and it's literally. Almost like Stephen King was like, "All oh, right, any old shit. They won't make this into a movie." And they did. <laughs> well done, Stephen King. It's from right in the middle of the nineties, and it, re- which is like, you know, a lot of people worst. say it's the worst era for horror. And, well, apart from yeah, now, it really this, is. This, this year, is this, this worse, year, but... this year is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it actually feels like it was made by a mangler. It's like they, they said. But, Toby Hooper, Robert England, and Stephen King into a mangler, and this is the shit that comes. I mean, I know manglers don't make things, they press things, but this is just the generic horror product that comes out. So the question um, is, who's a worse director, the Doberman or the mangler? <laughs> <laughs> Philosophical question of the day. Luke, have you seen the mangler? Did you watch it for this? No, no I, I haven't watched it, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the trilogy very soon. Wow. Oh yeah, there's the Mangler Re- What's it called? One. The Mangler Reborn or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah but it's Jesus. a different man who's now found the the, the washing machine. Wow. Is is this it should be called the Mangler Reborn a different man bracket. Yeah. <laughs> a different Mangler. Same film, Whoa. different man. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> if you were expecting the same man, think again. Because this <laughs> is a different man. Glad. Same manga. <laughs> right, so. <laughs> uh, next up on the on the list of categories is Rubber Items of Doom. Um, so there's a couple of very different films here. Cantan Dupio's uh, Rubber, which rubber. I, 
That's right. It's, it's not called Robert. Robert. It's not called Robert. I thought it was because I know the, the name. The name of the tire is spelled Robert, isn't it? Which pronounced yes. in French Robert. is Robert. Robert. Oh, Robert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. I'd not, I'd not thought of that. Yeah, but Robert. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um, but yeah, the Killer Tire film. Um, the absurdist, satirical. Yeah. Sort of what the fuck? Uh, I love it. If yeah, this had been a half an hour long, it would have been a masterpiece. There's a lot that's <laughs> really cool in it, but it's just, it's yeah. not an hour and 20 minutes worth. But, you know, mm. I like why did, yeah. why, why did he shoot the extra 50 minutes? No fucking reason. No, no, reason. <laughs> no reason. No reason, yeah. Because um, that's just what he sorry. does, Quentin. Makes the weirdest fucking films. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really love Wrong. I think that's, no, sorry, is it Wrong Cops? Wrong Cops is the other one of his I really love. Um, but yeah, most of his films are good. He's got a new one out coming out at London Film Festival, which I, I might get a ticket for. I've not seen um, any of his others, and this did make me want, make me want to check them out because um, what I do like the weird, absurdist stuff. Just... I've never seen any of the others. What else has he done? Um, wrong, wrong cops, reality, and there's one called Steak, but that's a bit different. It's a kind of vehicle for a French double act. It's not. Uh, so and, he, and he's uh, famous for the Flat Eric commercial, of course. Yep, as Miss. Oh, is he? Oh, he is oh, Mr. Wazzo. He's Mr. Wazzo. How do you know yeah. that? He is the uh, musician, Mr. Wazzo. Yeah. I love the effects on the tire. Like you can't. I couldn't figure out if it was CGI or real tire. Oh, those, tire. Th- those are great. brilliant. And yeah. how do they manage to give a fucking rubber tire a personality? Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. But you can tell exactly what he's thinking all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's an incredible film. It's it's so clever. And like with the the audience, the on-screen audience in the desert, watching, <laughs> watching it, knowing they're watching a film, even though it's not on screen, they're watching it through binoculars. And oh, it's mad! I love it. Yeah. And the other rubbery, uh, <laughs> rubbery killer I've got. Who's seen Killer Condom? I have absolutely no. loved it. I thought it was amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and this was one that I'd known by reputation for years. I remember, like, sort of ten years ago, there were some mates of mine going, "There's this German film called Killer Condom. It's about a condom <laughs> that kills people, and it's really stupid." But I, I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, all of that is true, but it's fucking brilliant." Wow, it's got the sort of satirical thing in it. It's got a message of tolerance, and it, it's really, really funny, and the acting's really good, and it's got killer condoms, and you know. What but how do they, how do they kill people? Well, it's like this condom is like across. Well, there, there are are several of them, but they're like across between a sort of giant worm, a jellyfish, and a piranha, and um, it's set in set in a brothel, and. Basically, men keep reaching out to the cupboard where the condoms would be, and um, this thing jumps on their cocks and bites their cocks off. <laughs> and also, thanks to this movie, I, I now know what the German is for 13 cocks and a ball. Drei Schwanzer <laughs> und ein Ei! <laughs> yeah, an eye, an egg, yeah. An egg, Which, I know. If that. nothing else. So, um, on the first scene, um, four men get their cocks bitten off by the killer condom, mm-hmm. and... In the second scene, the detective investigating gets a bollock bitten off so that he feels more at one with the victims. Um, You're making it sound like he gets it done intentionally. Go on. (laughs) That's true. I need to to get a bit of empathy going, but just take a ball. And unusually for a film from 96, he's like openly, happily gay. He's seeing his rent boy. Um, (laughs) This film was made in 96. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought this sounded like the most 1971 film of all time, but yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, fair enough. This stuff's still being made, um, that's it's, great. It's, it's, it's adapted from a comic book, I believe. Um, oh, okay. 
That's strange, actually, because it sounded to me like Tolstoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and weirdly, it's set in New York, it's in German, and yeah. the detective is an Italian called Luigi Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very silly. Wow. But that, that main actor, I haven't looked up what else he's done, but he is brilliant. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, he is good, in it? Yeah, I, I, but this is a, yes, great. It's, I, I, I felt, thought it was too long and not quite as wild as I was hoping. R- really quickly because it's going to bug me otherwise, but I've never watched Killer Condom because I always assumed it would be stupid, but there was mm. one with Ron Jeremy a few years ago about a Killer Condom. Does anybody know what that was called? Uh, oh, you know what? I think was that called Frankenpenis? Oh no, that was uh, jo- uh, John Wayne Bobbitt. But the BBFC website erroneously credits the director as uh, Umberto Lenzi. Oh, weird. Yeah. This, this is probably too deep a question to solve now, but... Um... Yeah, I'm sure there was... So you're thinking of One-Eyed Monster? Yes, that? that's yeah, the one. That's, yeah, that's yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it a killer yeah. cock or just a giant killer cock? I don't know. I think it's a killer cock. Right. Uh, well, no, it's an alien. It's an alien. An alien. Hostile alien wreaks havoc on the cast and crew of an adult movie. Right. Uh, okay, so uh, next on the list, Uncontrollable Hair. Oh. Exter. XD, XD, yeah. hair extensions. Yeah, I saw yes. XD. I love that. Yeah. It's so good. so good. So good. Not, not what you expect at all. Just a really uh, bizarre, brilliant movie. Uh, you think, oh yeah, killer hair extensions. This is going to be really dumb, but it's not. It's awesome. Yeah, I'd seen it a long time ago, but I was, yeah, I think this one's great. It was that time where they started doing Japanese remakes and stuff, and it's where that type of horror was quite creepy. And somehow this still knows how to make it creepy, but in a f- fun way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the hair is disgusting. I, I In my head, I'd remembered it as being a manga adaptation because it really feels like, well, it feels yeah. like a lot like Spiral. Yeah, it's, it's got not. that it's sort a, of um, kind of fever dream quality to it. And it's got those kind of like really, really weird visuals that really kind of stick with you. Yeah. And sort of endless hair. Yeah. 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 Hair coming through over people's eyes, out yeah. their eyelids and yeah. out of wounds in their arms and stuff oh, it's, it's horrible the, really the matted hair is really horrible or something the hair matted with dirt and in that shipping container it's really disgusting but it's also really yeah. funny i think it's a very yeah. funny yeah. film my favorite bit is when he goes oh if only all the bitches in the world sorry i mean ladies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his death is amazing the weirdo's death yeah how does he die when he, he get he gets. <laughs> oh yeah, well he's all cut down to like a little tiny weirdo man, and then he yeah. Oh. <laughs> that that is amazing. That's like sort of HP Lovecraft meets I don't know Warner Brothers cartoon. It's absolutely yeah, Looney Tunes yeah. or something. Yeah. And that scene in the middle where the girl, the girl gets completely like just ruined by hair all over a room and uh, stuck to the ceiling and ah, oh, it's, it's, it's so great movie. Great movie. It's so original. The hair seems genuinely dangerous as well. Like, it really feels like it's sharp. It really feels like it could hurt you. When um, So I, don't, mm, I yeah. guess they do it with sounds, but it's very, it was very, very clever. Also, if I was going to choke on anything, I, don't, I would not want to choke on hair. Yeah. That's probably mm. really horrible. Given a choice, what would you go for? Sand? Yeah. Dick. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, surely... Do you not go for something nice, like, I don't know, a big, yeah. big cheese slice? Oh, yeah, I was thinking I like know. sushi or something, you know. Yeah. But I don't think you should ruin nice. something you love. Go for something you wouldn't miss. You know? yeah. <laughs> popcorn. You know, fuck popcorn. Um, and from a cut. <laughs> fuck popcorn. Is that a thing? 
<laughs> probably, and that's that's probably another Ron Jeremy movie, I would think. Will <laughs> <laughs> be a very low budget one. Um, anyway. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> did anyone see The Wig, which is from another Japanese film? No, sorry, it's from South Korea. Uh, from a couple of years earlier. No. No. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Well, it, it doesn't particularly fit the criteria. I mean, I suppose it does in this. If, if uh, I'm Dangerous Tonight does with its cursed dress that changes people's personalities, then The Wig is that, but with a wig. <laughs> and it's argu- <laughs> arguably slightly transphobic. Um, and it's all right. It's all right. It's just a bit slow and bit of shit uh and then we've got dubious viscous substances so uh obviously the blob hey. remake of the blob yeah that's, that's who, who doesn't love the blob i mean it's, it's just mm. so lovely it is brilliant <laughs> it's a lovely lovely blob uh, it is it's just <laughs> yeah, it's slime slime more slime like i figured this out actually while i was watching girl on the third floor at fright fest i was like Do you know what i fucking like most in horror films is slime Mm. Has there ever been a horror film with a lot of slime that's not been good? The, the slime is good, yeah, slime is good. Slime yeah, yeah. is really good. More slime. That's yeah, what I want to yeah. see and in 2020, more slime. Bright neon pink slime in the yeah. back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's very, very late 80s slime, isn't it? Yeah. Like the, the best kind the, of slime. Yeah, in the 50s, the I think I, I might have only just seen the clips of it that appear at the beginning of the movie Grease, but... I think in the fifties one, it's kind of red. It's red and it looks it like jelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like jelly. Sort of yeah, but like yeah. lurid. Right, that that particular shade of pink is very, very eighties. But yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'd love is if we ever got a budget for this podcast, we could set up like gunge tanks for scary noises. It's always been a dream of mine to get gunged. <laughs> so that's there that's are the dream. there are there are specialist websites for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke, the, the, the blob. Uh, this is my. That's, I, sorry, that's not my nickname for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd seen the original, and I'd never, I'd never seen this until it was suggested on here, and I absolutely love this. It's just the practical effects. Mm. Uh, everything about it is perfect. Yeah, everyone dies differently, and it's so ruthless. It, mm. All the characters are really nice, and they get killed off so mm. quickly. Just the sink scene as well, where that guy gets pulled down, <laughs> pulled down the plug hole. It's so good. <laughs> And it really does a psycho Janet Lee thing with like setting up this the hero and oh, then and killing him. Oh no, dead. <laughs> his death looks really horrific as well. He's the guy who is he's pushing his he's, he's pushing his face through it, mm. and that looks yeah. that's yeah. genuinely terrifying in quite a funny silly yeah. film. Well, um, it's, it's full of things like that. Yeah, 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 definitely. But the only thing that bugs me a bit about it is the main guy in the leather jacket is the dullest man, like the crappiest, dullest. Kevin hero. Dillon, yeah. It needed, um, I was thinking as I was watching it, it needed, um, oh, who's... needed Matt Dillon. (laughs) Exactly. It could have been Matt Dillon. I mean, I would even take that lower bar. Um, (laughs) The guy from The Evil Dead. Like, imagine Bruce Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. He would have done it with more of a kind of a sort of a... Cheeky week, yeah, I'm a bad man. Yeah, and a panache. Like, it needs a really big, uh, a really huge central performance, and I don't think it has it. The, the best I, thing I know, is the right. blob. I think I think it might overshadow the blob if there was more performance. <laughs> no, nothing would overshadow the blob. I think my new favourite scene in it is where um, the the woman who owns the diner is in the phone kiosk, and uh, <laughs> and she says she calls the police, and the woman at the police station says, oh, the sheriff's on his way to you now. And then the sheriff's mashed up face appears at the window and then the diner woman gets killed. It's like, whoa, okay, they're out of the film. It's so quick. They just, That's it's ruthless, awesome. ruthless. Right. Yeah. 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 
Um, and did, who, who saw Vampire Clay from 2017? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Emily, you saw it. You didn't um, like it. Not really, no. I love the animated bits at the end. I think those are those are brilliant and mental and weird, but there's quite a lot of dull that leads up to that. It's one of these films that's about so. an hour and 45 and it could do with... If it was... No, it's not. It's an hour and a quarter. And Is it's it? insane, yeah. It's so fast. So much happens in such a short space of time. That bit where, like... Because it's about, it's about a, a, a sculptor, sculpture class. Um, and the first 15 minutes... Um, Oh, just drama, but it's such good drama because the the woman who's taking the class, the teacher, knows that she's not good enough, and then she takes it out on her students for not being good enough. But they know that the reason they're not good enough is because she's not good enough as a teacher, and it's so harrowing. It's like, oh no, this is so sad. And then and then the clay that she's found buried in the woods starts attacking them, <laughs> and in really weird body horror ways. Oh, the, the, weird, love, the body horror is well done. I just... I, I, love, I love the little rat that comes out at one point, the little yeah. clay rat. I love the bit where the, the girl tries to phone the police or whoever on her phone, but she taps her finger on the phone and her fingers just give way because they're suddenly made of clay. Mm. Oh, it's so good. I, oh, I, I, like the, I like the premise. I mean, the whole kind of idea of, oh, and someone buried some clay in the woods, and this woman was like, oh, I need this for my sculpture class, and it turned out to be sculpture class. And... Um, it's, it's that's got kind of a nice sort of folk horror-y fairy tale kind of vibe to it but i don't know i think for it doesn't doesn't quite live up to the premise it's it's it gets better towards the end and it, it does end with somebody cackling because they're cursed etc they bring out a sequel this year as well oh no way brilliant oh, wow. cool cool i look forward to that i also you know what a funny phrase is touching clay so that brings us on to. Uh... It's not the the only thing funny about that is that you think it's funny. I was just thinking, how does that even work? And then I, I don't want to know. Don't want to know. <laughs> so that brings us on to our second feature, Larry Cohen's nineteen eighty five film, uh, The Stuff. Warning: We interrupt this presentation with the following urgent message regarding The Stuff. If you see it in stores. Call the police. If you have it in your home, don't touch it. Get out. The stuff is a product of nature, a deadly living organism. It is addictive and destructive. It can overcome your mind and take over your body. And nothing can stop it. Industrial spy is hired by the ice cream industry to steal the recipe of a popular new low-calorie dessert, but he discovers that the stuff isn't just addictive, it's highly dangerous. So, who can't get enough of the stuff? Could I just say before we start, that little pricey, that's lovely, because now I know what the fuck that was about. <laughs> <laughs> Were you not following that? It's the most bonkers thing I've ever seen. It goes, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's the guy did Full Moon High, right? You messaged me while you were watching it saying it's the worst thing you've ever seen. 
Yes, it's terrible. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think terrible and bonkers. That's ever been made. Is it? Is it the same people who did Full Moon High? Yes, it is. Yeah. It, it is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Cohen. Same, yes. same guy. Same director. Um, I mean, it's worse than Full Moon High, is it? Which I didn't think. <laughs> I didn't think was possible and now I've actually because I didn't think it was possible to make a film worse than Full Moon High I've actually reappraised an awful lot of things in my life you know I'm losing weight and exercising now (laughs) you know I I suddenly think I just think anything is possible now it is possible to make a film worse than Full Moon High amazing but what don't you like about what an achievement um (laughs) oh it's fine isn't it I mean (laughs) <laughs> you change your tune? <laughs> Fucking hell! Like, all the, the whole gamut, the whole like spectrum of emotions here. Do you know what it feels like? You know when you're in school and you would write a story and you'd, like be six of you and one of you would write a line and fold it over and yeah, give it to your mate and yeah. you'd write yeah, a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it's been written like that. That is absolutely accurate. <laughs> it's true because the first half is basically a ripoff of Halloween three, and then yeah. it turns into a kind of war spoof. Yeah, yeah. I I really like the way that the yogurt gets you. Like that's some really cool special effects. Like yeah, like when you are you talking mouths, about shooting up yeah. in bed again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the yogurt really got me that time. <laughs> no, uh... that's another Ron Jeremy effort, isn't it? The yogurt really got me that time. <laughs> Well, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go any further than there. But, but you know what I mean. There's some really good special effects when there's like the sort of bubbling skin yogurt mess. Um, yeah. I remember watching the trailer for for this as a as a youngster and thinking, "Holy shit, that looks like the best film ever." Uh, but then, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that isn't just people's heads flipping open. Um, mm. It had a really good poster as well and good front. Oh yeah, yeah, the poster was amazing. That was yeah. perfect VHS art. Yeah. Well, it's the it's, it was the the still of uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie, um, his death on the back of the VHS. That, yeah, uh, he's got me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's. That, I mean, that's one of the best deaths of, of the eighties, I would say. Uh, and it makes the stuff worth watching just for that. It's just a shame that the rest of the film is. Yeah, crap. It was really weird watching this time because for some reason the film feels really relevant even though it's from so long ago, it's just the way the government and that do the whole advertising thing and how mm. they're planning out the advertising. It felt relevant for how advertising's done now. So, mm. yeah, I just... I don't think it's an amazing film, but I, I remember watching this for the first time when I was in university and having fun with it, and I still thought it was fun now. I do think the practical effects and everything are, are great, but, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I still think it's a good film. Yeah, I, 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 it's a film I've always sort of half-liked, and I think, like, watching it with the critical eye... Uh, last night, or whatever. Um, I think it's the first half that I like because <laughs> when it when it's ripping off Halloween three, it's a lot of fun. And then mm-hmm. as, when it when basically Paul Savino is really good in it as the army uh, yeah. colonel. He is, but yeah. he turns up uh, far yeah. too late to make yeah. to make a proper impact. It's yeah. the middle part where it's really bad, isn't it? It starts quite promisingly, and it's got some good yeah. actors in it as well, and it's got some good scenes that seem like quite well acted. Um, that could be from a much, much better film. And then everything falls apart once Chocolate Chip Charlie is introduced, I think. And then the middle section is just mm. all over the shop. And then the, the, the middle from... section is horrifically bad. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a shame, really. How old's that kid in it, Jason? Is he like 11, 12? I guess so. He, he, seems, he seems to have a private bathroom 
that's got a Return of the Jedi shower curtain, a Motley Crue poster, just blue tack to the wall, and <laughs> and shaving foam in his cabinet. <laughs> the fuck's... That's the dream. Um, and oh that scene in the motel room where like where Mo and Nicole are attacked by the stuff but then like some other guy gets in the way and gets killed oh yeah so uh, by that point of the the government or whatever managed to or the the company that owns the stuff have they managed to make the stuff into a killer like actually target people enemies it's it doesn't make a whole lot of sense does it I think Michael Moriarty's really good in it, though. He's always good. He's always good. I think he's particularly good in this one. I I think it's it's like most Larry Cohen films. Brilliant ideas, but often just feel like a first draft of something. I absolutely agree. I think, yeah, I think he's a very um, reliably kind of middling director. (laughs) Has he ever made a good one? What's the best one he's done? Um, (sighs) Probably this. Oh, Oh, that's good. I like like Clue the Winged Serpent. That's great. It's Alive is quite good as well. Well, they're all quite good. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. They're all quite good. Yeah, but they all could be better. Yeah. (laughs) I, I would mark his report card. C could do better. Must try harder. God yeah. told me to is interesting because that really goes goes mad in the end, doesn't it? God, to- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think between that and the stuff, probably is best. But yeah, he he really could try harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't know how he's Not dead, now, but no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He could, could have tried harder and he could die. <laughs> anyway, that's enough unexpected items in the killing area. Let's play scary noises. <sighs> the teams this month are CJ and Phil versus Emily and Luke uh, here's your first pair of scary noises we was running sheets and the liner just blew up Mr. Stanner said there must have been a surge from the boiler has <laughs> anything like this ever happened it all started happening when Sherry cut her hand on one of the clamps no, nothing. Nope. Uh, I'm going to take a guess at the music. Is it in yeah. fabric? No. No, okay. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> is the music yeah, uh, Deathbed, the Bed That Eats? No. The music was from the 1959 House on Haunted Hill. Oh. <laughs> and the dialogue was from The Mangler. Uh. Here's number two. You know your husband sold a new security system to almost every home. Yes, Emily, yeah. Uh, the, um, the music is in fabric. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the dialogue? No, because I did my usual getting excited about getting oh, the right thing. No, I, I, I didn't get the dialogue. No, no. Okay, so the dialogue to get CJ and Phil. You know your husband sold a new security system to almost every home in this community. You know, some people are actually saying this neighborhood paid for that new addition on your home. Are people really saying that? Relax, it's just good old neighborhood gossip. Nothing to worry about. You're too sensitive. Oh shit, I've watched this recently. You got anything? Say no. Jay Phil? No. No. Uh, the dialogue was from The Purge. Oh, of course. No. Yeah, so here's your number three. Even that poor squid was free one time. I studied all the optics because 
Is that your Luke? Yeah. Your guitar? It was, <laughs> was, the, was the music from the refrigerator. Yes. Uh, did you get the dialogue? No, I got it. Yeah, I got excited as well. <laughs> <laughs> shooting up all over your bed again. Right, so uh, that's, that wasn't the that's phrase. The was shooting up in bed. Shooting up in bed. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> that's okay. Say, <laughs> so, Jane Phil, can you get the uh, dialogue here? Even that poor squid was free one time. I study coleopters because I love them. Yeah. Sure, but the squirming little creatures still end up under your microscope. Yeah, he's dead all right, but at least I eat my squid. But I don't kill as a hobby like me. No. No, it's, no idea. Is it, I don't know, shivers? No, it's bad blood. Oh. So it's currently 2-0 uh, to Emily and Luke at halfway stage. Here's number four. If you weren't so greedy, you wouldn't have eaten everybody who came into the house. Oh, well, ding, 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 ding. Phil. The, uh, the, the, the dialogue is deathbed. Yes. Did you get the music? No. <laughs> Full moon high? <laughs> yes, yes. Deathbed, the bed that eats. Specifically there. Yes, and uh, so Emily and Luke, music to identify. If you weren't so greedy, you wouldn't have eaten everybody who came into the house. Now the estate bears such an order of misfortune for all the unexplained disappearances. No one wants to come here. That's it. Take it out on the house as if it was responsible for your idiocy. But instead of petty vandalism, why don't you put your dim mind towards concentrating your incredible power to destroy the entire structure? Mm-mm. Christine. Uh. John Carpenter's Christine. John Carpenter's music from John Carpenter's Christine. Okay. Uh, Number five. Drag yourself into the 90s. Stabbings went out with Bundy and Dahmer. You look like Martha Stewart with that thing. Who the fuck is Martha Stewart? CJ. Is the music demons? Nope. Uh, Is the... um, Do you want to guess dialogue? I think it's the dialogue of Chucky film. Is it... it, um... Ah, uh, it's one. Is, is it a, it's a Chucky film? Maybe Chucky three. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Oh. Uh, so Emily and Luke, music and dialogue together. Drag yourself into the nineties. Stabbings went out with Bundy and Dahmer. You look like Martha Stewart with that thing. Who yeah. the fuck is it's Martha fucking Stewart? It's a Chucky film. My idol. And what does Martha tell you to do when guests drop by for dinner and you haven't had time to shop? You improvise. Look, is, is it is it is it Bride of Chucky? The... It is Bride of Chucky, oh, and um, the music is um, Rubber. It is. That's, that's a Mr. Awesome. Oh, you we get a bonus point for that. You got both of them. So, wow. so the last one, the current scores <laughs> at the last one are 5-1 to Emily and Luke. So we already have our winner. But here you go. Here's the last pair. Mark, as my sister said. So what seems to be the problem? Oh, dude, you're looking at the wrong guy. Sam's the mechanic in the family. I just got the good looks. <laughs> I think we blew a head gasket, but I'm not going to know until I get it to a shop. Yeah, we tried calling a tow truck earlier, but we can't get a signal out here. You're honestly the first people we've seen in the last few hours. Yeah, how bad? No, nothing. Oh, I can tell the music's from a Jallo, but I, I don't know what one. It all sounds super familiar, but I'm just... I mean, I... I... I was pulled in at the last minute here tonight in my defence. Oh, yeah, I've done your scary no noises No time to revision, meditate no. before like I normally <laughs> do, you know. <laughs> All right, so the uh, music was City of the Living Dead and oh, the dialogue was, was from the Toy Box. Oh, so, God. final scores, 5-1 to Emily and Luke. That's a shocker. Yeah. 
we're coming to the end of this month's show. Thanks once again to all our listeners. Our numbers really are rocketing up, and it means a lot to us. Uh, Shout-outs to Duncan McLeish, The Witch, Alicia, Gorblimey, and everyone else who's been in touch to say nice things about what we do. Uh, you can get in touch on Twitter, at DevilX5, or on Letterboxd, Facebook, or through our new Flick channel, which I don't really know what to do with. <laughs> wait, wait, um, anyway. wait, 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 what is a Flick channel? That yeah, sounds a bit suspect. Yeah. This sounds like yeah. shooting up in bed again. <laughs> <laughs> the lady version. Um, anyway. <laughs> you need to know what's happening next month. Emily, you have chosen. I have chosen 80 Splatter movies. Yay. Yay. And, your, and the feature you've chosen is? Street Trash. Yay. So we Yay. need another feature to go with Street Trash. Uh, Emily and Luke, you won Scary Noises. So Luke, choose us. She's an 80s splatter movie for us to cover. Uh, I'm going to go with Evil Dead 2. Oh, yes. Right. Nice. So, once again, thanks to all you lovely listeners out there. Uh, thanks to Phil Gerrard for stepping hey, in to cover what was, meant, what was meant to be CJ's absence this month. It's been lovely to be back, yeah. Nice, nice to do it again. Nice to see you all. Hello. 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 Nice to see you too. And also, you've you've got a new episode of Crash Bang Wallop out on Monday, haven't you? I have, yes. Thanks very much. What's it about? Hold on, fucking hell. I didn't have any edited today. McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> it's about the Arch Deluxe, the burger yeah. that cost McDonald's three hundred million dollars. Um, is out on Monday. Horrifying yes. stuff. Uh, listen to that. Listen to us. Tell your friends. Watch out for hungry beds, cursed clothing, and dead people's hair. See you next time for Street Trash and Evil Dead Two. Bye. <laughs> Yeah.